Podcast with Tech and Prem. Here we go. Hurts has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. It's not, a, it's not the same game. I mean, I'm motivated to win the game. I don't need the Super Bowl to motivate me to beat my brother um, or Andy Reid and you know, I've never beat them in my career. I'm more motivated maybe by that, but um, you know, I, I don't buy into Super Bowl revenge games or you know, each season is different. Um, this team is not the same. That team is not the same. Nothing that goes out there and happens on Monday night is going to at all change or make anything different about what happened last year. It's the Vet Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem. And yes, that's the way it felt and sounded the last time we saw the Kansas City Chiefs. We got jobbed. I think at this point everyone knows that we got yeah. jobbed. You know, State Farm Pat, State Farm Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the sod father, uh, best friends with Lamar Hunt, a founder of the AFL, which became the AFC. All right, I could go on and on. Yeah, the, the phantom uh, holding call, the yes. missed face mask call on, on the fumble. I mean, hey, look, yeah. we know what happened. We lost the game. Hey, hats off to the Chiefs. Birds win by three on Monday, Tech. You think so? I do. This is a possible Super Bowl preview. Monday night, Arrowhead. Um, I'm calling it the Taylor Bowl for obvious reasons. Of course. It's um, over, overblown, over-talked Ridiculous. About. It's just, it's ridiculous. It is. Man. Well, on the positive, uh, looks like Cam Jergens, Bradley Roby, and uh, Justin Evans could all be back. So that's a good thing. Well, the secondary needs to find some continuity. I think the bye week was a good opportunity for Bayard to get more acclimated to the system. I, I it, hope so. It is a new system. Yeah, I know. And when you think about it, you know, you have three all-pro guys out there in the secondary. I fully, I fully expect on Monday night for James Bradbury and Darius Slay to just be on islands. Then you can use your safeties to guard the middle of the field. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping what you're saying is correct because I am concerned about the secondary. I'm also concerned about the pass rush because I don't know if it was Jaworski or, or somebody said, hey, listen, I went back and watched the tape, and yeah, everybody's complaining about Bradbury. Bradbury had his guy for seven seconds, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then guys got open. Look, Dak had an average of six seconds. that You, you can't give bad quarterbacks six seconds, let alone – Good ones. No, you can't. And one thing that does concern me as far as that goes is the fact that Mahomes at home this year is only getting sacked .8 times a game. Yes, he does not get sacked. He is a tremendous player, and he's and we know this. Mahomes is the ultimate weapon in the NFL. He's it. He if, if you go around all the teams, all the quarterbacks, all the franchise guys, all the, the X-Factor guys, number one on every list is Pat Mahomes. And it's not even really close. No. You know, because Burrow is Jekyll and Hyde this year. Right. And Josh Allen has taken a serious step backwards. Serious step back. He's almost uh, uh, what's what Justin Herbert levels of overrated this year. He's definitely fallen out of the top tier this uh, year and last year. He's cost his team games. Yeah, I do think that the Bengals recover. Although, you know, it's not looking too good with as stacked as that AFC North is. Yeah, the AFC them. is very interesting. Very interesting when you go around and look at all the teams and what they're doing and the records. 
very interesting. The Bengals, the Ravens, everybody, and, and like the Bills are five and five, but like so are the Raiders. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's really so crazy. So it's like it's a, it's it's a lot of really parity in the league, and that's what the league wants. They want parity. You know, you want teams that should have no chance to have a chance. You know, from the league right. perspective, you, it gets more fans involved that would otherwise not be involved. You know, you got teams that have not won for thirty plus years. Uh, the Lions, um, all of a sudden. About to maybe win finally, right? And I look at the NFC like the NFC has the four obvious teams. Four obvious teams. AFC is loaded. There's like ten teams all in the mix, and and you just don't. It's going to come down to the, the last couple weeks yeah. of the season for the AFC picture to fully evolve. Where I already got the NFC picture. Yeah, I already know who it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, the key for the birds to get that one seed. You have to, first, you have to handle San Francisco, take care of business, because they already have two more losses anyway. Yeah. So that effectively puts them out of the conversation for taking that one seed from us. I'll be honest with you, Tech. I don't really fear going to Detroit with Jalen Hurts. I don't guys. fear it, Detroit. It's not really like a, oh my goodness, are they going to win the game? No, the only thing I'm concerned about with the whole Lions thing is them winning out and us losing a conference game or two. And that's what I don't want to see happen. Like the 49ers and 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 then the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks, that is brutal. Yeah, and we're is. going to have to beat San Francisco at least to split with Dallas. Right. But because, look, I know Cowboy haters, we're going to go into Dallas. And we're like, no, 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 you're not. Okay? Dallas played a tremendous game, and yeah, they were inches yeah. away from winning that game. They will win in Dallas. I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean, it. it's probably a split. Look, you're going to split with the Cowboys most years. You don't sweep Dallas. When, no. did, when was the last time? Do you even know it's been a, Yeah, when? it's been a while. Probably when McNabb was here. Okay. Probably when That's Donovan going was back. Here. 20 plus years. Yeah, yeah. Or at probably, least 20 uh, years. Something like that. It's been, it's been a long time. It might have happened it's... during the chip years. Who knows? But, you know, the bottom Maybe. line is you're right. You have to go three and two over these next five because then the schedule down a stretch is kind of just like, you know, child's play. And I I want three and two uh, as far as being able to mentally and psychologically accept three and two, but I want four and one. I really want four and one. I think it's possible. Whether it's losing this Chiefs game or whether it's losing in Dallas uh, or or, to me, I think you're going to lose in Dallas. So I really want this Chiefs game and I don't just want it for you know, the record. I want it for Jalen Hurts. I want Hurts to go out there and it's not revenge necessarily. Like Kelsey said, it's two different teams, two different years. It is. The circumstances have changed and I get it. But for Jalen, you want him to get over this up and for Jason Kelsey too. You want Kelsey in his career. He's never, Andy Reid will not lose to this organization. I know, it seems that way. And Kelsey knows it and and he doesn't want to lose to his brother. He doesn't want to lose to Andy Reid. He's motivated to beat this team for the first time in his career and Jalen Hurts really wants to make up for that loss yeah and and regardless of what Kelsey said about it not being a revenge game he's just saying what he has to say I know these guys they have a revenge factor but it's still a football game you have right. to, yeah, you can't execute with emotion. You have to There's execute vengeance with, involved. There has to there be. has to be. They took the trophy from us, and it was in a game that everybody in that Eagles locker room knows. Absolutely, if that phantom holding call or ticky tack holding call on a big third down at the end of a Super Bowl is not called what it is, then that team, <laughs> that team, 
goes down the field and wins the Super Bowl. Maybe. Probably. But also, I go back to to that face mask call you brought up. That was a huge call. It really was because you're up seven driving for to go up 14. <sighs> I can't even get myself back to that. Or were place. they up 10 at that point? Were they up 24, 14? I, I think they were just up seven. I think it was actually 14, seven, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And that's what the fumble. And as Jalen goes to reach for the fumble is when his head is just turned at a 90 degree angle. And there's a, there's a shot of it. There's a perfect image of it. Right. And it's it's the epitome of that game. Well, the, that image is the epitome of that game. The officials had their directive exactly. from the league office. Exactly. We know it. We know it. It's we obvious. knew the fix was in. It's, it's, uh, it's, I don't even get angry at this point, though. And, and, and look, it, that's what they're up against. This Monday night in Arrowhead, it's not just playing Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and this Chiefs defense. What you're going up against is the referees as well. Yeah, you really are. It's really, unfortunately, the truth. And I sure hope, Tech, I haven't looked at who's going to be refereeing this one. (laughs) The the league would be really, really funny if they put the same crew. Yeah. <laughs> on this game. I sure I can not see. I can see Goodell. It doesn't matter who the crew is. They well, you get, know, Goodell is a Chiefs fan. It, that's a problem. The Chiefs get <laughs> major calls. Yeah. They were called out on it, so it's softened up a little bit. But still, if you watch these Chiefs games, whenever they're on TV, I watch them because, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan too. I like the Chiefs. I've, But in my defense, I've liked the Chiefs for years. Yeah, I and, mean, they've never really been and, like and an I've, eagle rival. Right, and I've always loved Mahomes since he came in the league. Yeah, and then fair. last year, it came to a head. And now I find myself wanting the Chiefs to lose every game and watching these games and seeing that they get all these favorable calls. Tyreek Hill and a bunch of people uh, in the league called them out on it, and they've softened it up a little bit, made it less obvious. Well, Tyreek Hill's a little biased. Yeah, well, he's definitely biased, and, biased and, and boy, he did not show up against his former no, team. No, no, he, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, that, that game was a testament to Spags. Yeah. It truly well, he's, was. He's tremendous. They're going to try to employ a similar kind of look on Jalen, difference being Sirianni is not afraid to just tell Jalen to hand the ball off. Yeah, if they start true. taking a pass away early, I think we're stronger than their defensive front. Mm. I'm concerned about this game. Yeah, well, I you really should, of course, am. because it, you're, you're playing the, the second best team right behind you uh, this year, but a team that psychologically has the edge, maybe. Uh, so that's a. it's going to come down to just like every game, but more so because of who you're playing, turnovers and sacks. Right. That's, that's what it's going to come down to. And I think our defense, after the bye week and getting some things worked out and getting Roby healthy, healthy I think that uh, you're going to see a, a very energized and, and well-oiled machine on the field. And the one thing I hope Sirianni learned from facing the Chiefs last time is it's one of these teams, and there's a few of them in football, but the Chiefs are the team that field goals ain't going to cut it. You can't get down inside the 30 or anything like that and then have to kick field goals. You can't do that. You have to execute and and convert first downs. You have to against this team. Well, you know, you're you're not wrong, but but you're talking about the Chiefs of the past few years. The Chiefs this year. Well, their defense is better this year. Right, but true, but offensively, they've only I don't think they've scored 30 points yet. 
yet. Until they face the Eagles, okay? Have See, they that's scored the 30? difference Have here. they scored 30 yet? Has Pat Mahomes? That's always the thing. It's always that in Philadelphia, okay? The Celtics were down two starters, and they win the game, okay? Uh, uh, the, Phillies are, <laughs> the Phillies are facing a team that has a bullpen game, and then they can't hit them, okay? This is this is what happens in Philadelphia. So, so just because they haven't scored 30 points— doesn't mean they won't. Now, by the way... Isn't that remarkable? They have, actually. Okay. They, they, they put I think 31 to the Chargers. I think they've, they've done it once or twice. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't see the Chiefs scoring 30 points in this game, That's by the way. That's why we win, because Jalen's scoring 30, period. But I'm not saying that Regardless it's Regardless what the defense does, Jalen's yeah. scoring 30. I see this game, and, and, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I see this game sort of... 34-27, 34-28 kind of game. I do too. That's I, I how have I 30 see. 30-27 birds. That's how I see That's how I think I that it's going to come down to like, you know, you're going to need a big stop late so they don't get in field goal range. And, and the only reason why I have 28 on my mind is because I'm like, I don't know if Mahomes, I don't know if Andy is settling for field goals at all. They're going to get in the end zone. Yeah, almost. yeah. I, th- I think, well, four TDs is... I think it's Pretty doable, lofty. and I still think we could win the game if... now They scored 41 on the Bears, so they scored 31 once yeah, I, and 41 on the I Bears. I thought they scored more than 30 twice. But overall, I mean, their offense is not nearly as potent. Only thing I worry no, about is it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. They got C-plus receivers, but these receivers are fast, and Bradbury the last few games has done what he didn't do in... The, the last season was he wasn't biting on the double move. He's biting on the double move. It's on tape. Teams are seeing it. And that's what I worry about with Mahomes. Even with C plus receivers, yeah. you get you, you these guys are fast. That's the one thing that they are. Yeah, Rasheed Rice is a fast receiver. Sky Moore, fast, fast. receiver. Fast. So yeah. if you bite on the double move, then you're, you're giving Mahomes for sure. <laughs> and yeah. you can't give Mahomes what you gave Dak. The pass rush has to get home. But you know what, though, you it, have to uh, you have to just take away the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have all pro caliber corners, regardless of how they've been playing, you have all pro caliber corners. You have to put Bradbury on an island with his C plus receiver, and you got to put Slay on an island with his C plus receiver, and yeah. trust that they'll do their job. And that opens up Reed and Byard to just focus on Kelsey and the runs and up Bradley Roby. I'm hoping and Bradley Roby. I'm Hoping Bradley Roby is is back. They win that. They win good. that game, uh, not easily, but they win that game convincingly. If Desai has the right strategy, you have yeah. to just take away the middle of the field. Give them the outside because you have Slay and Bradbury on below average receivers. Give them I single cover. Give man them up on the outside. Make those young receivers beat Slay and Bradbury, and focus on the middle of the field with your safeties and your linebackers to take away the dump offs to the running backs and the Kelsey hits. And if they do that. Mahomes is going to be running for his life. He's not going to have anywhere to go but to his young receivers on the outside. True. I hope True. that's what they do. Me too. But you got to execute it, though. All right, we'll see what Connor Miles thinks. Uh, we'll, we'll hit Eagles the vet line. Yeah, Eagles unfiltered. We'll, we'll hit, hit up the vet line with him to talk more birds and chiefs. But first, brought to you by the Fairless Hills Academy of Music, it's time for Vet Fact. This is a Vet Fact. Well, Zach, pretty interesting one here. November 17th, 1991. Interesting because the Bengals played last night. And on that date, in 1991, the Eagles would handle the Bengals by a score of 17-10. to 10. Get this, Tech. Dropping the <laughs> Bengals to 1-10. in 10. 
on the season, the Eagles would climb to 6-5 and five as Calvin Williams catches a 10-yard touchdown pass Calvin Williams! from Jim McMahon in the second <laughs> quarter. The Birds would take a 17-7 lead in the fourth. They would give up a field goal, close it out 17-10. Boomer Esiason with a horrible day. He was 1-10 after this game. 10 for wow. 18, 110 yards, four sacks taken, two picks, a rating of 52.8, a long pass of only 16 yards. What wow. a horrible day. On the bird side, you had James Joseph getting into the end zone yeah. on the ground. Horrible average, though. 19 carries for 32 yards and a touch. <laughs> he had nowhere to run all day, but he got into the no. end zone. McMahon had a Jim McMahon day. Jim McMahon. Like, uh, Randall Cunningham was on the sidelines. Yes, he was. On crutches. Uh, of course. I remember it. Rich Kotite looking on. What, Jim, a, what a boob he was. He was, a, he, was a, he was a boob. Jim McMahon, all, just over 50% for a buck 95, one touch, one interception. Just a typical Jim McMahon day. Yeah. But the star of the defense on the day is one Wes Hopkins. Yes. With two picks. A boomer Esiason. What a phenomenal day for the birds as they climb to seven. Uh, they climb to uh, six and five with a seventeen ten victory. November that's uh, November seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. That was a big win, and that had my favorite Eagles wide receiver tandem: Fred Barnett, uh, Calvin Williams. That was the nineties tandem, right? Yes, there. The, the, the Super Tecmo Bowl tandem. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the Sixers, Brem, they lost two straight games this week. Embiid, he reverted back to playoff Embiid, and they seem to have lost that special thing that they they had that was so much fun to watch. And part of that is the loss of Kelly Oubre and a very bizarre story. So apparently he was hit by a car, broke a rib on Saturday night, but after a police investigation, Prem, they say there's no evidence that such an accident occurred, at least on camera. Uh, we don't know all the facts, but I suspect that we will soon. What do you make of this story? Did he, did he make it up? Well, no, I, I heard more news that came out yesterday, and, and people are actually very, like, embarrassed for 94 WIP even making this a thing. Apparently, he... Yeah, he, well, they did make uh, Howard Eskin made it a thing. He, <laughs> he, hopped to, he hopped to his apartment, which was not far not far from but where he got no, hit. But com- there's no camera footage of it. Well, maybe... maybe there's a TMZ the guy's brand video. New, the guy's brand new in Philadelphia, like... I, I don't know. How are you going to know exactly where you're at and you get hit but by a car? But there's cameras everywhere on the major streets. Uh, what do you gain from that, though? Well, you get to see if, if he was hit. You get no, the license saying, plate number he, of the car. What does he gain by making that up? I have no idea. Well, I, here, I, think, I, don't think he, I don't think he did. I think the man got hit by a car. And then why. Philadelphians, for whatever reason, but are just being here's the thing about ridiculous. these NBA contracts. They contain language where if you are hurt, Oh, yeah. Away yeah, yeah. from the court. Certain clauses, yeah. Certain clauses uh, make it so that, you know, hey, if you're reckless, if you got into a fight and got hurt at a club or a bar or outside of a restaurant right, or on right. the street. You can uh, avoid your contract. You, your contract could be voided. And, and you know, mm-hmm. who knows what took place? He might have got his ass beat on the streets of Philly, the mean streets. It might have happened. Not in Rittenhouse Square. <laughs> Well, look, anything can happen. It ain't so nice around I, I, here anymore. This story is is uh, disturbing. It only, is. Only because we're actually talking about it. Well, yeah, because it's the Sixers, and they continue to put a dark cloud over any success they might be having. And yeah, they're still an 8-3 and three club, right? 
Yeah, well, look, yes, but it's not special anymore. No, well, well because you lost two games. You're going to yeah. lose games to good teams. You're going to lose games but to playoff teams. Right, yeah, but, you know, you really had a chance. You could have beat Boston. It solidified, like, whoa, this team but is for real. they did Boston. They split so far. Yeah, they split. You look, I know. Split so far. When I looked at the schedule coming out, I thought, all right, first two of Boston, hopefully you get a split. Yeah, it's I like Dallas. It. It's like Dallas for the birds. But, but did you think that way about Indiana? I mean, did nah, you think nah. they were going to split with Indiana? Well, Halliburton had the game of his life. Yeah, I get it. But you know, listen, uh, Embiid has been disappointing these last two games. He has. And he's got to get past uh, getting abused by Al Horford because it's still going on. He, he doesn't step up against, it's uncanny. against the Celtics. It's uncanny. It's well, like Horford, can't. I mean, Horford's 6'10". He's a wily veteran. He's a little thicker than Embiid. But Embiid um, is... Do you see some of these performances Embiid has had this year? These last two games, the Indiana game they lost, he still had a good game, but he shrunk. That last four minutes was playoff Embiid, and then he comes in to the Celtics game Basically, riding off of the last yeah. four minutes of the previous game, playoff Embiid was back. Yeah, and it's like I don't know what to make of it. The Psychologically, doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't stay consistent. He doesn't have winning DNA, and I have a problem mm. with it. Mm. It's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Uh, this is a guy that you're supposed to dominate the league with. I, I know, I know. Tyrese Maxey, he's transformed himself into an All Star point guard. You know, he had that fifty game, fifty point game performance. Yeah, and then first since AI, he's right, but he's been guard. brought down to earth. He's he's, he's trying to score fifty every night. You, you can see that. it, it's like with his happen. hairs on fire. Right. And I like the guy, but you know, Kelly Oubre made this team so much fun to watch. And then he goes down, and Batum comes in, and I'm like, ah, Batum, I don't see him. But then he's, it, it, they were just as fun. Batum came Is in. Is it Batum or Batum? I think it's Batum. It's Batum. I've always heard them say Batum on Sports Center. Really? Yeah. Nah, it's Batum. I'm pretty sure it's it's yeah. it's it's Nick Nick Batum. They call like a, him Nico like a, Batum. Like a tomb. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got it. And yeah. uh, ho hum. Then Rocco, who I don't love. The fans love him, and I'm like, this, look, he, I don't really understand the fan I don't obsession either. with look, Robert he, Covington. It wasn't his fault though. He did have 16 points. I mean, as a starter, and you know, in every game this year, they've had at least four guys in double figures. And and yeah. you know that's what you need to win, but you know you can't you can't lose these games you're supposed to win these winnable games. You can't l- blow them. You just can't. I don't care if it's regulars. I don't care if we're talking about November. You know what I mean? No, you can't blow them. You, you have can't to win blow the games. games. You know, at the same time though, we already know Sixers regular season versus Sixers postseason is two completely different units. I know. And by the time we get to that second round. We're already prepping for the end of basketball. Season. I know, and they, look, they're they're, they're, <laughs> they're still. I've kind of turned into you for the Sixers. Yeah, but like how you are with the Phils is yes. kind of like me. Well, look, for the but I I listen. I completely understand. I know you. By do. the way, I know. Uh, it, the Sixers are still a star player away, or as my boy Mill says, a high quality player away. I like that. And to me, I high, like that. High quality star player. I'm not saying superstar. I'm saying star. High quality stars to me is sort of like tomato, tomato. But yeah. yes. You need, we, you need one still, more shooter. You need one they, more lights yeah, out shooter. Yeah, they need a wing. They need a, a, a two guard or a small forward. That's what they need Although, in, the, in this starting lineup Toby, from somewhere. Toby's come out the gate. Uh, I think well, top, he's, top 15 shooting. Listen, Toby has been great. Maxie's been great. Embiid is Embiid. You know, but you are... Melton is good one night, whatever the next. You need another guy... In that lineup, and then yeah. when Ubre comes back, he joins the lineup, and now you got a you got a team that that's in the conversation. Absolutely. All right, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, let's hit the vet line. Talk birds, chiefs with Connor Miles from Eagles Unfiltered next. Vet alumni. And now it's the vet line. Why don't you answer your phone? Joined now on the vet line by Connor Miles of Eagles Unfiltered and Philadelphia Sports Network. Thanks for joining us, Connor. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. It's great to be back on the vet. Yeah, man, yes, we're, we're excited about this Monday night football game. Uh, it's definitely a remarkable story um, how we went to the Super Bowl, we lose, and now here we are halfway midpoint of the season with a bye week just like the Super Bowl. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I'm feeling good about this team. I know a lot of people are like, well, it's not as good as last year's team, but I I mean, I really beg to differ. And the funny thing is, and everybody's like, well, I beg to differ, but I do because this team just seems more prepared for – adversity right. than last year's teams was. And that's because last year's team didn't go through that much. And then when it was time to go through it, the, you know, Jonathan Gannon had the fumble in the Super Bowl pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I know Joe, I know Hurst did, but it, I really thought if you asked me who dropped the Super Bowl the most, I think a lot of people would agree with you. It was Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. And it's funny because I talked to my colleague Egg about it on the show. We mentioned it too. I said this, I asked him this question and he answered it quickly. I'm going to ask you guys it now. And okay. I want to see how you feel about it. If Sean Desai was the Eagles defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl 57, did they win it? Mm. Yes. Probably. Yes. Probably, right. yeah. That's a, that's a very fair question. And it was too worried about uh, his his job with Arizona. He was. He was too, he was too concerned. Desai does, le- uh, does more with less. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you guys see, you guys answered yes right away, too. And he said yes without hesitation. And I got a lot of people that answered to the show that said yes, too, as well. And the funny thing is, I think it's not even just about the Arizona job. I completely forget that and throw that out the window because no matter what, he was going to – Jonathan Gannon was cocky enough where he thought he was going to get a head coaching job regardless. Yeah, I don't right. think he was yeah. – I disagree with people that, that think that was so much on his mind that that clouded him because right. I'm going to be honest with you, so many coaches have gone into Super Bowls knowing they're going to be moving on after that. Yeah, that's very common. So, it happens Yeah, that's year. true. Yeah. yeah, Right. So what Jonathan Gannon's biggest issue was was adjustments. He could never yes. make second half adjustments yeah. and, to save his life. And Desai and does. Made, Desai's very good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's good exactly. at it. Exactly. Desai actually knows, okay, what I did in the first half is not working. Here's how I'm going to attack it in the second half. It's going to be a different look for the defense. Like, what he does with this rotation at nickel corner, he throws off offensive coordinators completely, and he changes the whole entire game plan. I'll, I'll be honest. Eli Ricks is not a world beater. And the guys that they've been putting in that nickel, other than really Bradley Bobby for that brief, brief moment of time, uh, against the Rams have not been anything close to being what the Eagles need from the no. nickel position since no. Devontae Maddox has gone down. I know. But the best part is, the best part is, I'm not. You don't know who you're going to be facing in the nickel, though. You don't know if Eli Ricks is going to be out there. You don't know what the plans are if they're going to move Bradbury outside and put Josh Job out there. They change it every single week, right? Which is and which is a huge advantage uh, schematically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. Because right now, the worst part about this Eagles team is the secondary. They cannot win the Super Bowl with how the secondary is playing. And they know that they're very aware of this right now. Is it fixable? Absolutely. I agree. And I'm going to tell you why, because these guys have no chemistry together whatsoever. You could say what you want about Darius Slay's age. You could say what you want about James Battery's age. That's fine. You're wrong though. It's these things that really matter in the secondary are chemistry. When, when CJ Garter Johnson was here, there was a lot of cohesion in that secondary. I know he got hurt, but Marcus Epps and Reed Blankenship filled in just fine to the point where Harry Roseman felt he didn't need to even pay CJ in the offseason. He can give him what he wants, and if it's over, if he's not taking what he wants, that's fine. It's over. I'm going to go ahead and focus on Bradbury. Right. 
Right. The problem that the Eagles have had is Reed can't stay healthy. He's been banged up in this time this year. They haven't gotten the production from the other safety position that they wanted because Justin Edmonds has been banged up who they liked way more than Terrell Edmonds. And they were forced to play Terrell Edmonds. And you saw how that went so far. They felt compelled to go get Kevin Bayard. And Kevin Bayard is just coming in here. Great safety as he is, all pro and everything. But it doesn't matter because the secondary only succeeds when they're on the same page. And none of these guys 10 weeks into the season have been on the same page. And that's what's hurting Darius Slay. And that's what's hurting James Bradbury the most. When last year, they didn't have to worry about that. Yes, CJ went down, but they still had the same guys back there that knew how to play. You have to play three safeties in the NFL nowadays. Reed Blankenship would have made an impact regardless last year if CJ went down or not. He was still playing a pivotal role in the box. And Marcus Epps was really holding it down as a safety, regardless what you thought about him. Right. He still had the cohesion and the chemistry that Bradbury and Slay needed to win. Oh, and let's not forget, if Hunting Maddox is one of the best nickel cornerbacks when he's healthy. He is really a good nickel corner. He, he knows how to play that position. He's horrible on the outside. But his worst ability is availability. The availability exactly. is the most important thing in this game. And uh, you're right, though. The, the cohesion in the secondary, that's what I think we're going to see take shape in the second half, Connor. Exactly. And that's why they're going to be better. And that's where people are going to stop with this. Is the last year's team just better than this one? Do they need to shake up a corner? Do the corners that they they brought back, are they long in the tooth? Do they need to start thinking about the future? All that could be true, yes, but those guys are still the all-pro corners that they've always been. James Bradbury's talent didn't just disappear overnight. Darius Slade can still hold it down. Everything didn't just get ruined overnight. It's the fact that these quarterbacks, even if it's Mac Jones who got benched in New England as a third-string quarterback but still put up 300 yards of the Eagles – all these quarterbacks are still doing that with great numbers. That's fine. And it's dandy. The Eagles still won at the end of the day. And that's what matters the most. But those numbers mean absolutely nothing to me. When I realize the context of the situation is you asked Sean decide to come in here year one, and he's completely changed everything. I know that he's mm -hmm. similar to John again in some ways, but he's really not. This is a whole new system. You're asking a bunch of guys, Reed Blake should be a first time starter. You're asking him to get cohesion with safeties that he's never played with in week in week out, almost at this point. He's not always there. And then you lost Maddox, which you had no backup plan for because the guy that you brought in to be the back the backup nickel, really the future nickel of the future, is suspended for the year for gambling. So you weren't really prepared for that as well. <laughs> no. when, when it comes to Isn't Maddox that going just down. ridiculous? I forgot about that it's guy. Just so ridiculous. <laughs> like what are you I mean, doing? Be, you're might, a, you're... I'm gonna tell you right now, we saw the last of Maddox in the Eagles jersey, no matter what. Yeah. We should have. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm a I'm a pit graduate, Connor. So I like when the pit guys come to the birds. Right, right. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Isaiah Rogers Senior is a really good good player too. So I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what we can do next year. But they weren't prepared for Max to go down, which is alarming that they weren't. But they were. That's just the truth. They they now brought it back to Isaiah Scott, who nobody wants to see out there. But <laughs> the Eagles have no point because he gets he knows those guys. He knows yeah. this. He, he doesn't know right. the system per se, but he knows those guys yeah. where he can get on the same page with them quickly. They have no choice. But right. the whole point is they can they can get it done with this team. This team is is I think it is better than last I, year. I agree with you because the experience and the intangible, like you said, the adversity and overcoming the obstacles in game, that's really the key. This team would be well, five and four without Jalen Hurts a quarterback right now. Yeah. AJ Brown has Realize his true potential in this league by being paired with a quarterback like Hurts. Because Tannehill was not getting him the ball to the point how Hurts has. So yeah. he's finally, after last season, he woke up into this season and he goes, you know what, I am a top five wide receiver in this league and I have a quarterback that can display me to do, do it. 
I'm going to take my game to a new level this year. And now he's playing at in a Hall of Fame. It's uh, amazing. Pace. It's so fun to watch. And then not only that, I mean, say what you will about his turnovers. Hopefully people that actually watch games and watch film understand that these turnovers are on him. Not all, of them. Not, all of them, no. not all of them are on him. Only a couple, really. And maybe even less than a handful are on him. He's turned into such a quarter. Jim Hurts has turned into such a quarterback that nobody ever saw coming. And even I, I mean, we saw it coming. We saw it coming, Connor. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We did. But I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, to be this quick and proficient of a pocket passer to this point in his career, it, it's it is remarkable. It you really thought is. it would take years because I mean, it took it took Pat Mahomes three years in this league to read defenses. It's taken Jalen Hurts three years in this league to develop a consistent rhythm to be an elite a, rhythm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, just be for accuracy. That was his number one thing he always struggled with, even in college. He was not an accurate passer. He knew how to get the ball to the places he needed to get to, but on a consistent basis, he couldn't be accurate. Something in him, I don't know if it's a training regimen he got or he got with a quarterback coach that, you know, like, um, uh, he's escaping my name, but there's some quarterback coaches out there. I know you're really talking about. People in the offseason. If he's gotten with one of those guys, then it's clearly showing because he's playing at a level that he, I, I know he believes in it, but. I even think that at sometimes he's probably shocking himself. Like that Devontae, that Devontae touchdown against Dallas, amazing against Darren Bland, where he just drops it right in the bucket there. Perfect. He, he could not do that in college. Throw of the he year. That's the throw college. of the year for Jalen Hurts right there. Yeah, he couldn't do it in college. That that pass he had to AJ Brown when they were in the, when they were wearing the Kelly Green and double coverage against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. where he put it the only where AJ Brown can get it. Yeah, he wasn't doing that in college. No, no. So even at this point, I think he has to even be himself be surprised with his development. But it just goes to show the talent that he is. I mean, he is right now. If it's not C.J. Stroud, to be honest with you, because this conversation is so wide open, it's Jalen Hurts, the MVP of the week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been playing at a remarkable level. Connor, not to dwell on the cornerback position, but this week details of the trade deadline move were leaked. It was reported how he called Denver about Patrick Sertan and the Broncos wanted Devontae Smith in return. <laughs> right. Now, I, I find that to be laughable, but would you have done that deal? To be truthful with you, I don't even... That's... But the, what really was heard was that it was an offer of picks, so I, mean, I can't really confirm that you know, Devontae was the asking price, but the only reason why I'm not doing that because if, if it's not broken, don't fix it. This right. team has struggled a wide receiver for so long. When you finally have the two like prizes that you have here in Philly, where that are second record, they're setting records together, not just one in unison. They're setting records together as a duo. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can't break that up. You right. can't break that up. And not only that, I'm going to be honest with you, they are horrible at the at, after their two wide receivers. I know they are absolutely <laughs> dreadful and horrible. And I would hate to ask the Eagles, who have struggled to identify wide receiver talent, to replace Devontae Smith. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no Devonte Smith is going to sign hopefully two contracts here all, all together, maybe three. Oh, well, I, I really do I hope think, so. Hope he's here. I for think Lyndon Dickerson. I think Lyndon Dickerson to be the first ascension, but Devonte Smith's going to follow him right right behind him. They're going to get it done this all season. Yeah, it has to. Now, speaking of wide receivers, you 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 bought a Travis Fulgham jersey, did you not? Connor? Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was all in. You were all, all in on, on Fulgham. The best four-game stretch in the history of the league. <laughs> that's how that's how desperate and poor the Eagles are wide receiver. And if people <laughs> think, look, I'm not going to lie, Sertain's the best quarterback, uh, young quarterback prospect that the NFL has had since Revis, I think, in my opinion, to be honest with you. They, he really has. He really is all in. But it would really be hard for me to say bring in a corner when 
I think this team is more reliant on their elite wide receiver play than they are on elite corner play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I think you're right because Jalen is the key to this team winning a Super Bowl, period. Yeah. So yeah, you have period. the right targets out there, then they're winning a Super Bowl. But the defense they can get it, is really the They key. can get it done with Bradbury and Slay. They show that to us. It's just these guys need to get on the same page as the secondary as a whole. If the secondary as a whole does not have chemistry on it, it's not going to be a good unit. We saw it before. The Eagles tried. They said, let's do a Sante Samuel, Nami Asamoah, and uh, Sheldon Brown all together, and let's, let's let it rock. I mean, excuse me, all together, and let's let it rock. Let's see how it goes. That didn't work. They said, let's try it with Asante, Lito, and Sheldon. Let's see how it goes. That didn't work. It doesn't matter how much talent you have there. It matters that these guys get on the same page yes. with the safeties. And, yes. you know, that's just the problem they've had. These guys, the Eagles are... I love Reed Blankenship. Trust me, I do. He's a good player. He's way better than you could have ever expected from an undrafted free agent. But he's not a rule beater. No, he's, have, he's no. an undrafted free agent. Like you say, yeah. Yeah. No, so we don't. If they don't have the chemistry with these guys, then yes, of course it's going to get picked on. They're going to get picked on all the time. I can't tell you how many times I go back and watch these games and see Bradbury and Slate turn their heads to the safety and raise their hands in there and being like, what happened? When they yeah. expected to have safety mm. support. <laughs> Against Sam Howell. Huh? Against Sam Howell twice. Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any quarterback. Yeah, any quarterback. Any quarterback has been bringing good numbers against the Eagles. Yeah. And it's really, it's a shame because they're ranked 31st in the league, but it's not them. It's not the talent. It's definitely not the talent. It's right. the chemistry and the unison. They don't have it. And hopefully this finally got some more time for Kevin Bayard to get into place to understand the system a little bit more. Hopefully Reed stays healthy because they need him on the football field. Because I'm going to be honest, if, if Justin Evans or, or Sidney Brown has to be reinserted into this lineup. It's going to be the same thing all it's over again. Get ugly, back yeah. up to speed and get chemistry. And mm. it's just going to delay the process. And I don't know how much time the Eagles have left to secure this number one seed. It's true. Speaking of securing the number one seed, it's a really rough five-game stretch here. How does this offense make up for losing Dallas Goddard? I, as, you know, it's going to be really tough because – when the, what we all said in the end of the season when they traded for the Alvarez, why did they do this? Because they know Dallas Goddard's going to go down. Unfortunate as it is, you know that there's going to be a Goddard injury, and it's never his fault. As you saw against the Cowboys, that injury was Oh, that was, that was malicious, Goddard. man. It was egregious. That was malicious. Obnoxiously <laughs> dirty. You play football you your play whole it. life. You know how to say, not fall on someone's arm. I was about to say, you guys play, you guys play football because you ever stiff arm somebody in football and you see how mad they get when you get when you stiff arm. Yeah, them? that was him. Just he took that personal. He just took it. Personal oh, he took it personal. He tackled personally. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We've all been there. If, you, it doesn't matter. You played pop Warner. You stiff arm a kid. He's pissed. If you put yeah. an arm on somebody and they're pushing them back, you're you just piss them off. And right. that's yeah. what happened there. He got but uh, you know, but but still, a martial arts take down the breaking arm on a football field is assault. And I, yeah. <laughs> I say this as someone that possesses a black belt in self defense based karate. <laughs> as watching that game, that was literally the technique that you're trained to use to break an arm. It's literally textbook <laughs> technique for breaking a forearm. The Cowboys hate Dallas Goddard. It's so they funny. Dallas hates out. Dallas. Unbelievable. Yeah. They wanted they him. They him wanted him. But yeah. Yeah. He, the Eagles' plan to replace Goddard is they're going to have to start letting Albert O be this receiver that they believe that he is. That's what they traded for. Will we the- see Albert O this week at all? Yeah, we're going to have to. We have no choice. Oh, <laughs> boy. The Oconquo mission. Yeah. I don't think Grant, Grant Cacatera is going to pass concussion protocol because there's a lot of worry about him long term with all the concussion history he has. Yeah. Jack Stoll doesn't catch passes. He just blocks. 
Julio is going to that's step the up guy. And take some targets. Yes, that's the guy. Yeah. He's going to get because in the end zone on Monday Julio. night. I'm saying it now, Connor. Ooh. Julio Ooh. into the end zone in the second quarter. Let's Here go. Here we go. I think it's funny seeing people suggest that he should play tight end. I'm like, you guys are Why not? You're joking. Why not? I, he's going to play the role, but he's still going to line up in his wide receiver. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. I know. Yeah. But, you know, they're, <laughs> they're going to be able to I give him some of those. Like that. Yeah. I mean, he's going to, he's, he has to. They have no choice. They really have no choice. They have to rely on the depth that they have at receiver and tight end to replace Dallas Goddard. And look, you traded for Alberto for a reason. It was it wasn't a huge trade, but you still brought him in. You kept him on your fifty three man roster for this long. Yeah. You did it because you thought about Dallas Goddard's insurance. Let's see what happens. So here's the insurance policy. Let's cash it. And you know Julio has to take these receptions. I mean, excuse me, these targets now because they have no other choice. They really yeah. don't. Quez is going to be back soon, but I mean. Again, you need a, a volume guy when right. Goddard goes down, and that's going to be Julio, and that's going to be Alberto. So we'll see. But I'm excited to see pretty. Julio. I'm, I'm excited to see Julio. He's going to be singled up all night. They're not going to double him. He's going to be singled up by someone that probably is physically inferior to him. Uh, I really like the Birds to win this one, thirty to twenty-seven. Before we let you go, Connor, give me give us your score, please. All right. Well, I'll say one thing before we end. I'm going to tell you right now, the attention that A.J. Brown is going to get from Dallas Goddard being out is going to unleash Devontae Smith, and we're going to yeah. see a big Devontae, game, Devontae okay. Smith stretch. I, like it. I take it. I will I take actually, it. I actually think he's going to have 10 receptions for 169 yards versus the Chiefs, which is crazy to say, Woo! but I really think that I he, like it. he knows. I, I, I've seen it too many times in the Super Bowl. He got wide open a lot. He and did. these are the same corners he's going against. He got wide open a lot, and they're going to focus it on AJ Brown because he's been the main news guy lately, and that's going to unleash Devontae. So, because I've been saying that, I've been saying it for a while, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I know his numbers look good, but I keep saying, I'm like, man, Devontae is really not part of the game plan. Sometimes like, it feels really like not, he's not. But yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. Really, hold on, hold on. Score. What's your score? I got the uh, man Andy Reid off a of bye. He's never lost off a of bye. Oh, it's no. finally time to be Andy Reid. No. It's finally time to be Andy Reid. No, yes. It's finally time to be Andy Reid. Yes. 28 24. 28 24. Oh, 28 24. Yeah. All right. Nobody breaking 30. That's about right because the Chiefs have only broke 30 twice this year. Right. Oh, yeah. They're not. They're not this time. They don't have the guys on offense. No, they don't. Their no. defense is legit, though, but I don't think they played an offense like the Eagles yet. No. No. One last not. question from Tech for you. Yeah. I'm calling this the Taylor Bowl. Taylor <laughs> Swift, if she shows up rooting for the Chiefs, is she a traitor? Yeah. I mean, exactly. yes. There's no way about it. I mean, her dad no already betrayed us. Her dad already betrayed us with the Chiefs later. I mean, so I think she's going to betray us no matter what. But, I mean, I get <laughs> I get your love affection, but his brother's on the freaking birds. Right. You're a birds fan. You can support his brother, and he'll still be fine with you. Exactly. Exactly. There we have it, folks. Connor Connor Miles of Eagles Unfiltered. Make sure you check out Eagles Unfiltered. Um, You guys a daily or a weekly? Daily. Uh, Excuse me, weekly. Okay, cool. Yeah, check them out. Uh, A lot of great information always coming off your Twitter accounts. Uh, Connor, we appreciate your time, your insight, your thoughts on the birds, and um, maybe we are getting ready for another Super Bowl appearance. Yes, sir. Oh, we are. Yep. I like it. I like it. We'll talk with you soon, brother. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. It's time for Prem's Picks. These games are a blowout, a human lot. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prem's Picks. 
How'd we do? How'd we do? Well, it was our third consecutive one and two week, <laughs> dropping me to three and six in this new on the fly freestyle pick well, segment. How'd Aton do, by the way? Do we know Aton? missed the um, the pick for Penn State. He did. He missed that pick. Um, <laughs> We'll have to we'll have to touch on that again next yeah. week. I'll go back and we'll talk about what Aton yeah. did. Um, I hit the Vikings minus seven as they won by eight. That was an alternate spread, by the way. Oh, really? Not the actual spread. The actual spread was three. Oh, so that, that really adjusted it. Up. You, if you would have put Vikings minus seven on an alt spread mixed in with a parlay with a few obvious things, really would have been a big payout. Oh, wow. Uh, I missed the Jags money line, got destroyed by San Francisco, <laughs> and uh, the, the Falcons did not cover two points. They actually lost a very tight game. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Three and six after three weeks tech, but I got an undefeated week coming up for you. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, Tech. So the Steelers are going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Both teams are six and three, fighting for position in a very, very competitive AFC North. <laughs> the Steelers are going in with Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, their full uh, assortment of players. The Browns are trotting out Dorian Thompson Robinson as their quarterback. Yeah, the Browns are one point favorites in this game. I don't really understand. I don't that. understand either. I think Deshaun Mike Watson, Tomlin done for the year. Done for the year. He's a bum. Uh, he's got more bum. time for his massages now. Yep, and he's never going to win a chip. No, neither the Browns for that matter. Um, I like the Steelers. So just give me the Steelers plus one. I think they win outright. There you Lock. go. Lock. Next tech, the Chargers, the best worst team in football. Goes to Lambeau Field for a 1 o'clock kickoff. They're only three-point favorites. I actually think Justin Herbert has a really, really impressive day against really? the Packers. I do. I think the Chargers easily cover the three. I think they win by a touchdown outright. Um, just take the Chargers. Take the three points. They're going to win the game by more than that. Chargers minus three at Lambeau. 1 o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Lock. Lock. All right, Tech. This is a fun one because Kyler Murray is back for the Arizona Cardinals, and they are traveling to Houston to play the upstart Texans and MVP candidate C.J. Stroud. That's ridiculous. He shouldn't be an MVP candidate. The kid is, the I, kid is breaking I rookie records. I know he's legit, but it's too soon. He's Let top him, five. The way he's playing, the kid is ridiculously good. Have you watched Stroud yet this year? I've seen a little okay, bit of Stroud. Okay, you've seen some. Anyway. He is he is phenomenal. He's awesome. There's only, they're only five-point favorites, four-and-a-half points. Yeah, he's the best quarterback in Texas. This is very true. I like that. I like that a lot. The best Texas quarterback in football. Yes. Hosting the Cardinals, the worst Arizona team. That's for sure. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. They're only four and a half point favorites. I say take the four and a half. I think the Texas win this game by 10 points, Tech. I think this is a 31-21 yeah. win, a 34-24 win. Kyler Murray running around for his life uh, late, trying to make something happen. Doesn't do it. Yep. Texans minus four and a half. Lock. Lock. All right, so to recap, we got the Steelers. Plus one in Cleveland against a depleted Browns team. Lock. The Chargers in Green Bay, minus three. Herbert's going to put a show on. Lock. And the Texans and C.J. Stroud at five and four, fighting for a playoff spot. Nobody thought the Texans would do that. No. Don't attack. They kind of remind me of uh, the Wentz-led birds in his rookie year a little bit. Oh, yeah. They jumped out to a nice start. Then they yeah. kind of collapsed a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, Texans minus four and a half at home against the Cardinals. Lock. Lock. There you have it, Tech. Let's see if I can get to six and six. We'll see. We you need to get to five hundred here. <laughs> Got to get to five hundred. All right, go birds. See you next week. Vet alumni.